Hey everyone, I have a really special episode today with Bobby Vogel of Etheric Medicine. I first heard Bobby on the Montel Williams show and a friend of mine connected me with her and I was just so honored to have her on the show today. Bobby is a medical intuitive, a clairvoyant, a medium, and an energy medicine practitioner. She communicates with spirit to heal the etheric body. So this is energetic spiritual healing um, and its applications with our physical health. This is such a fascinating topic for me. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing Bobby's perspective. So without further ado, here is Bobby Vogel. Hey, Bobby. You just passing into the divine over there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I see that. That I'm asking who needs to hear what. I love it. Okay. Just everybody listening, just understand that that's how we're starting this, this Mm -hmm. recording is Bobby and I both just touched into spirit and we're just asking like, please let divinity roll through us right now. So that's what we're going to do. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a great introduction to Bobby. That's how she lives her life and that's how she does her work and heals. And so I'm going to go ahead and let you explain that on how you got on the path, what, what you do for a living and um, how you got on the path. Well, somehow I found myself uh, being a medical intuitive, being able to see density, dehydration, anxiety, meridians, you name it, in the body, both energy body, which is etheric body, what my practice is etheric medicine for that reason. And I also am a medium. So, you know, there's this culmination of gifts that I now understand I've been training for my whole life. Um, and whatever the tools are that are needed within a, any given session, because everyone's different. Every single session mm-hmm. is different. Um, that's what comes forward. Mm. So if it's a loved one on the other side, but definitely someone is guides. Always there's guides and God, of course, because God's the overseer. Wow. When everyone. Did, yeah. When did that start? Like when did you, when you said your whole life, like how did that start for you in your life? Like noticing these kind of yeah. things? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's interesting because I'm, I'm, I would say recently starting to understand even in real estate. Mm when I was a realtor and and then before that, even I was a paramedic, right? So I was in Chicago and Oakland and I always just had this innate ability to kind of just, um, even though one of my, the best instructors, I went to Loyola in Chicago, he said, always treat the patient, not the monitor. It was one of the best things that he ever said in the class because it's so true, right? Like people rely on Mm -hmm. looking at, what's showing up. And that is actually true for me now too, you know, regardless of what someone's saying or what they're showing up with, it, it ends up being something that nobody had any idea about. Mm. But, um, so I had this uh, ability to do that. And then as a real estate agent, I did the same thing. I tuned into, I asked the, the client what they wanted. And then I would literally, if they were a buyer, I would go on my laptop and I, I didn't even know what I was really doing, but I would look at pictures. I would put in these, you know, the criteria, and then I would sit on my bed mm. and I would look at the pictures. Wow. Oh, there you are. Yeah. I would know right. when I saw it. And I was incredibly successful because of it. And now wow. looking back, I realize that's why. Wow. I, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Tapping into energy and following. Right intuition even before you were really aware that that was something that maybe other people don't do (laughs) right maybe I think maybe maybe yeah who knows 
But um, more recently, uh, the short, I'll try to tell the short story, but I, as being a successful realtor in San Francisco, Oakland, I um, decided to move down to Southern California to Venice Beach with, um, at the time, my son was in a high care facility in um, Northern California. Um, I had adopted him when he was 14 months old and, um, you know, challenges come with that. So um, and I moved him to another facility down in South and, um, a couple deals that I had in escrow in Los Angeles, um, ended up falling out of escrow three days after I moved. So basically I had $225,000 basically in commissions that I was expecting which is why I moved. I said, oh, well, there's no better time than now, right? Because even if I can't get my business up and running, I'll at least have kind of a nest egg. And then, yeah, it was like three or four days after I moved, this woman simultaneously, she's an investor, canceled every one of these all-cash deals. Wow. And um, then simultaneously, the the facility where my son was, um, basically forced him out. I don't want to say too much private because it's, it's his first privacy, but so I wasn't able to manage it um, because he needs a higher level of care. And um, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't get things up and running. So little by little, I started losing everything. And wow. um, so I ended up you know, putting my Mercedes Benz in the parking lot at Ross parking lot. I'll never forget on Lincoln Boulevard in Venice. <laughs> I took off my license plates and I left the keys on the floorboard and told them that, that it was there shortly after that, um, wow. ended up getting a sheriff sticker on the door an eviction notice. Wow. And nothing I was doing was working anymore. So wow. it just, you know, and so it's not all on, my son it's this culmination of like divine right. what I know to be today divine intervention right um, right because it broke me down to yep. nothing yeah and stripped me of everything and <laughs> literally but faith right mm -hmm. and my son um ended up um doing something he got in pretty big trouble for and was um gone for six months and it was from that place that I just, I had no choice but to start saying, God help me, God help me, God help me. Because my, both my parents have passed away. I had no family, no friends, like no place to live. It was just, it was the craziest mm -hmm. experience. <laughs> but it, but I literally just started walking up and down the beach and praying to God and my people because I am, um, you know, to back up a little right before um, my eviction, I kind of wanted to leave the planet and mm -hmm. I was, re I was ready to, cause I was so scared, mm -hmm. you know, I was terrified because I didn't, you know, people used to call me Midas in San Francisco because every, Oh, you know, everything she touches turns to gold. And I never took that for granted. I was always, well, I thought I was always grateful um, until I knew what gratitude was. <laughs> 
until wow. I know that like yeah. grateful is a whole nother thing, right? And right. Which in, it's easy to be grateful when everything's going real well. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not, but it's 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 the depth of understanding when things really get hard to still be grateful. That's when you really dig deep into gratitude on a whole yeah. nother level. When you've got nothing else. Yeah. yeah. And then the smallest thing. So um I made it through that and I, I mentioned on Montel's podcast um, that I had been guided. I'm trying to make the story short, but I had been guided to go to Agape, which I had never heard of. I thought it was a Mexican mm. restaurant. Nice. And <laughs> nice. Michael Beckwith. Yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Beckwith. And so I never heard of it. Didn't know about it. I last minute told my son, get up. We're going to church, you know, because I, I was literally barely able to hold my head up. I was that done. And, wow. And can you yeah. explain what agape is that it's yeah. not a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one. Sounds like one. Yes, That's a problem. It, <laughs> it sounded good anyway. But... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll go. Sounds great. Sure. If I had money, I'd go. <laughs> um, so I didn't know either. So I Googled it and it, this non-denominational spiritual community. And I didn't have time to look at anything else. I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm tapped on my shoulder. I'm going. I didn't even know what I was going for. And I got there. And if you've ever been there, it's packed usually. And so we went, my son and I sat in the back row because I was a little bit like 10 minutes late. And I just almost immediately, I had my, I put my, hands my face in my hands and I had tears like mm. that just crying I mean like pouring and soaking mm. my hands because I to this day if you've ever had one of those God experiences to this day I don't know how anything that Michael Beckwith was saying could have pertained to anyone else in the room mm. because it was literally like my thoughts um it was what was happening in my life. It felt to me like it was God and my parents showing up because Mm. they knew, they knew I was tapping out. Mm. And then they, it felt to me like, okay, she's had enough. She's had enough. (laughs) Let's get her head up. Right. 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 Yeah. And even though I, things ended up getting worse, it would seem like evicted. I never went back to that place of despair at that level again. And I started rebuilding from there. And then indeed, ended up, you know, getting evicted and sleeping in garages or people would sponsor a um, Airbnb sometimes. It was nuts. And (laughs) I had my beach cruiser and I worked on Abbott Kinney at Abbott Kinney Real Estate at the time. So imagine being on Abbott Kinney with like nothing, you know, (laughs) and having to try to rally to, to sell real estate. But, um, like I said, when I started praying to God and my mom and dad, and I started saying, what am I, what, please help lead me to help me understand why I'm here. Because I don't think it, this is it. I don't think this is my purpose, you know, or, or, or why I'm on the planet and why I survived all these things in my childhood and my life. And I started beginning to really believe there's something else here. What is it? What is it? I'm do, I'll do it. Whatever it is, whatever I said I would do, 
I'll do it. I just need to know what it is. I don't care. It's funny because my dad used to always say, Bobberino, I don't care if you're an underwater basket weaver, just be the best underwater basket weaver there is. And I started hearing from him and birds, which is my thing and, and stuff. And I, and I thought to myself, I really don't care what it is as long as it's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I'm no more veering off the path here. Please just lead me to it. And, um, I think it's one of the things that's, that spirit says in sessions all the time for, for, for anyone is like, you don't, it isn't in a book anywhere, what you signed up for. You can't read in a book. You won't hear in a workshop because you signed up for it in front of God and, and your guides. And if you want to know what you signed up for, go straight to source. That's so beautiful. And what yeah. I, what I'm hearing from you, cause I've had a very similar journey, um, as far as losing it all at completely mm, like that okay. and being stripped down to nothing and lost my car, bankruptcy, zero, nowhere to go, no family, no friends, no child support, no alimony, no nothing, hard, no support, hard, hard. credit cards, just zero. It's either yeah. homeless or go. Right. And that was right. a very scary time for me. And I had the same experience and I, I want to point this out because I think it's so key that we asked that we actually asked I swear that is like such a key thing because I think so yep. often we have that in our heart and we're just like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm gonna do holy cow I'm so stressed oh my gosh what am I gonna freaking do what am I gonna freaking? but we're but the moment that I started praying and God has changed very much for me what I but you know I used to believe in a very like patriarchal family you know God mm-hmm. man this mm-hmm. guy that looks you know, um, and it, that's shifted for me. I can fully say I'm, I'm not really sure what God looks like, but I know there's divinity that's guiding me. But it wasn't until I asked, I said, what do you want me to do? And I refer to it as, you know, the movie Hunger Games, Bobby, where like, yeah. have you seen that movie? You know, when like, <clears throat> I love how you called it tapping out. You're like about to tap out. You're just yeah. like, okay, okay. Yeah. That's all she can handle. Like, God. Yeah. Get her head out of the toilet. She's had enough. <laughs> yeah, she's tapping out. <laughs> beautiful analogy. Um, but what I felt like was once I asked, it was kind of like in the Hunger Games when, you know, the person is like, they're about to die. They're like laying in a tree, bleeding out. And finally somebody from the cap can like give a gift and like donate down a little salve or something to heal them. Like that's what I felt like was coming all over from the universe. Once I asked, just like I'm hearing mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. open door, open door, gift, gift, gift here. Okay. We got you. Don't give up. It's all good. You got this. This was for a reason. Come on girl. You know, like I felt, yeah. that but I love that you, you prayed and you asked and you received. Okay. So, so what, and that's what, what's available for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love it doesn't look like it's not like, oh, you're going to go be a cashier at the Home Depot. Check. Yeah. Somebody create this for you. It's yeah. like, no, it's probably a little more complex than that. Yeah. God's not, hey, you're a lifeguard. It doesn't go like that. <laughs> Um, Okay, so you're sitting here, which by the way, um, I've never been to Agape, but my really good friend Sita Thompson is friends with Michael, Reverend Michael Beckwith and Mm. goes there quite a bit and she'll post videos and I see her singing and, and she's so adorable and I just love her. But uh, Michael Beckwith, I'm familiar because I did ayahuasca and rhythmia in Costa Rica and they teach a lot of his things there. And there was just this little pamphlet from him there. And I was like, holy cow, this is so good. I can't stop. And so I started consuming a lot of his content, like on Oprah and things online. And I was like, this man is from another place. Like he is not here. 
from here. He is an earth angel. I mean, I think we all are, but he is really tapped in. Yeah. So take us back to that moment. You're, you're like, this is all for me. <laughs> and where yeah. did you go from there? Well, I found myself, like my shirt was soaking wet and I found that I was in such a place that I really, I couldn't, I didn't care what anyone next to me thought. And like now, of course, people fully expect somebody to have that experience. But I was like snort crying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we live, we were, um, still at the time we didn't live so far from the beach and, but I hadn't, and the beach is why I moved to Southern California. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but I hadn't been there in a long time because I was that distraught and I was so shame. I was in so much shame and mm-hmm. despair. And how could this, you know, just mortified. And, um, for the first time in months and months, I, I walked out of there with my, well, back up. I didn't know who Michael was. Right. And that, but I walked up to him to tell him you saved my life because I did. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say, like, I literally was, this was sun. So I heard about Agape Saturday. I totally had a tap out plan on Monday. Wow. And I went there on Sunday and I felt, oh my God, I, I, they picked me up, like I said. Yeah. And, and because I knew all of a sudden my parents are here, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. God's talking to me because there's no way, there's no way it's possible to have just heard what I heard. And I walked out and I said, thank you to him. And I felt like I could, like I was going to be okay for the first time we went to the beach on that Sunday. Mm. And then, um, I would go there a lot then with, with friends and stuff after that every Sunday. And there was always, um, a nugget, you know, there were always some really powerful truths. And once I Mm -hmm. did ayahuasca, then I was guided to do ayahuasca myself. I had no idea Michael Beckwith has the ayahuasca stuff. I didn't know that. I just know they had a pamphlet from him there anyway. I'm not really sure what the affiliation, but, (laughs) but I knew once I did, um, ayahuasca and I started talking to God myself and spirit. And I understood then that that's, he's channeling, you know? And so that's why if he works anything like I work, like I was just doing before we started this, I just say, who can I help and how can I help them? What do I need to say? Because whoever needs to, God gets to decide who needs to hear what and when. That's mm-hmm. not up to me. And mm-hmm. that's the level of service, you know, that I mm-hmm. see that he's in and that I know I'm in. It's mm-hmm. like, this isn't about me. This mm-hmm. is God and spirit's agenda. And mm-hmm. they're entrusting me, <laughs> mm-hmm. me, really, you know, to mm-hmm. do their work. And so in order to get to that place, I had to trust in my connection and communication Mm -hmm. with spirit as much as they trust me. And Mm -hmm. so it was the, it's a, and it remains this way every single day. I would say they, they just continually level me up, level me up, like giving me more and more responsibility. And I just keep saying, yes, yes, of Mm -hmm. course. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's been a profound um, humbling 
like grateful is not even a word, right? It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, It's just such a marvel. It's magic. It's a magical journey to be on when you tap into your intuition and what the divine is asking you to do, because sometimes I just have to sit back and like laugh. I'm like, how, this is so crazy. Like, how was this my life? But it's because I'm just saying yes, like you are. I'm just having the courage Mm -hmm. to say yes. And I'm also having the courage to say no to things that aren't in alignment with me anymore. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to a point. I was, somebody was talking to me yesterday about, um, beginning on social media, all right. So she's starting to get in front of cameras. It's way outside of her comfort zone. She's also an intuitive. And I was like, listen, like if, if this is about you, if you, this is like, you're going to be a star and you're, yeah. this is, yeah. it's all, if it's all you, then yeah, you're going to be super freaking nervous. Cause, yeah. cause now you better freaking perform pressures on. But mm-hmm. if you are in a place where you're out of the way, you're, you're almost not even there anymore. And yeah. you're just being, being uh, in service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A vessel for light to come through, then you don't have to worry about it anymore. The pressure's off. You know, you can be fully present in the moment. And so that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. Cause I know that you have to like, obviously you had to step out into the unknown here. This is a oh, totally yeah. new journey. So how, how do you feel like that process has gone from you of like going for it? It's like being like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, where did you start and how has that felt inside? Um, Gosh, there's a lot to say about that because, um, well, okay. So along my journey after ayahuasca and these things, I started, you know, seeing psychics or getting spiritual advice. And my dear friend now is a, you know, Gretchen's an African bone thrower, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, it is. She at 50, she's almost 70 now, or she maybe just turned 70 and, um, sorry, Gretchen. (laughs) And but she left her corporate world at 50 wow. and went and moved to Africa for seven Whoa. years. She lived with a tribe and was taught cool. bone throwing. And she say, she had saved my life. I didn't even know her. And she threw bones and saved my life. There have been so many key players like that in my life mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, you know, offered their, an acupuncturist who's also an intuitive, you know, um, Julie in Santa Monica, there's so many people that stepped up Mm -hmm. to like hold me Mm -hmm. while I was stumbling. Same. That, that, yeah, that, you know, there are angels, like Mm -hmm. they show up even with just a piece of advice or like, Hey, Mm -hmm. like redirecting me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so one of them said, it's time for you to find a teacher and see, I didn't even consider being a healer or in a medical intuitive or a medium or a clairvoyant or any of those things I sought them and right. and, and for sure because I be- believed mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. and was always a st- and, and am astounded by it but um it was ayahuasca actually that in that experience where I was told you're a healer mm. and um that you know lights coming out and, and things like that so then mm-hmm. I started was like what you know say what now <laughs> you know what does mm-hmm. that mean and how do you mm-hmm. earn money doing that right mm-hmm. I had no idea but um and then I told find a teacher and then I got mm-hmm. on I saw no that's not no 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 you know like tap on the door no that's not it and then I saw a friend of mine from 30 years ago Linda Howe I saw her face on Facebook all of a sudden. I hadn't talked to her in 20 
gears or something. I see her face, Akashic Records, and I didn't even wonder what it was. I was like, there's my teacher, click, click, Hmm. and I signed up for her course. And it was the very first time for me. And she always, she asks that I explain that this um, isn't medical intuitive stuff is not within the records. And she, Linda actually had a conversation with me and her only concern was like, Hey, you know, make sure people understand that like that was sort of your jumping off point or your connection to your relationship with spirit. But that you're working outside of that now because she doesn't want people taking the course. And then if they don't have that gift, which they might, but if they don't to, they don't, you know, she doesn't want people faking it. I mean, that's just the truth, you know, which obviously is a big detriment to anyone that you, um, anyway. So for me, Akashic records immediately, the very first time I sat and I did what she told me to, you know, what the instruction mm-hmm. was, I was like, oh, my God. <sighs> I mean, mm. everything made sense. Wow. And um, I began healing myself in the mm. records and um, and then just doing sessions and sessions for free with people. And then my it just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And then. Um, I started getting a lot of people with medical issues and I was like, Hmm, you know, I was like, is is this really happening? Like, you know, is this real? And then, um, I started asking, you know, working with a woman who had level 10 plus pain, which there's a video about on my YouTube um, for 11 years, she had it and no doctors could figure it out. They're getting ready to cut her bladder out. She's like young, like 30 some odd, you know, old mm-hmm. woman with two kids, little kid, mm-hmm. you know, kids, um, military wife actually. And so here she was, it's running their life, this pain. Mm-hmm. And she, um, bid on, I had, um, donated to a private auction, my stepson Jagger's, um, grade school, two free sessions to, you know, to raise money for the school. And she had never worked with anyone, a medium or clairvoyant or medical Mm -hmm. intuitive, but she was so desperate, you know, that Mm -hmm. she, she showed up and she was just like, Ooh, you know, couldn't barely look up. And, um, Mm. that's when, cause spirit brings me everyone that I'm supposed to work with. And I know Mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I knew that it's here she is at my door. Mm-hmm. I can help. And so it was in that experience. So I'll never forget that it was. Um, and some people aren't aren't going to believe it. But in but with her was my first experience of like God literally showing up. Wow. And because I got kind of <laughs> like for a second, I was told to put my hands on her you know, cause I just listen to spirit. I'm taught by spirit. And so put your hands here, do this, this, this. And then they were showing me things and explaining things to me. And in the moment, um, Amanda was talking about, um, her, um, this experience that created mm-hmm. this massive trauma and mm. which does in all, a lot of mm. women. Mm. And so it's dark. 
right? It's like right. dark energy stuff. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, I thought, oh, it's this dark energy coming. And then they scare me for a moment. And then it was like my hands, my eyes were closed. It was like my hands went straight through her body energetically. And I it made me open my eyes because it, re- it felt like that was happening. Wow. And then I got, because I was stunned by it, I heard this is God's work. Wow. And I felt like the, almost like, he, 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 you know, I scared you. It was this playful sort of experience. And, and then I had to say yes. And she didn't know what was going on, Amanda, you know, so this was all happening in this (sighs) other, and, um, so I said, yes, no, yes, I'm fine with this up leveling. And it was then after that, um, that I said, what am I calling this? Because I was clear it wasn't in the Akashic Records. I was like, I don't want to be disrespectful because, you know, the records are incredible and mm. such an amazing tool. So can you get, you know, help me understand if, if, I, if this is or isn't? Because I didn't want to make that decision myself. And then I actually called Linda, like I said, and but I got the information from my own, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, what am I calling this? And I heard etheric medicine. Wow. And I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> wow, really? I didn't know what etheric meant. Yeah, so I oh, wow. bought the website, and then I Googled it. Wow. And I started reading a little bit. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Wow, that's incredible. And I love that you said that because even when the within this realm of spirituality and stepping into something that was somewhat unknown to you before, you didn't limit yourself with be a lifeguard, yeah. do it exactly like this. Yeah. This is what it has to look like. You didn't limit yourself with that when when you were guided further, you listened and you said yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Well, and so I, mm-hmm. what happened with it with this woman? What was her name again? Oh, she's she's pain free. Wow. Yeah. She she went down after the first session, she went down to level three. Wow. Which she was happy before. But I donated um I saw her once a week and I think I ended up working with her, but I donated her like six sessions, you know, after yeah. that because <laughs> I wanted to you know Right. Help. That's a pretty big yeah client <laughs> for you. Right. And I because Beautiful. I was also being taught so right 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 you know it was for both of us and I wanted you know and I knew I was being taught and then it is just it has just um deepened and deepened from there Wow. Yeah, we have another episode um, that you connected me with uh, Tracy and Tracy um, runs Canna Kids and she talked a little bit about her, her daughter. But for anybody who hasn't heard that episode, can you talk a little bit about Tracy's daughter? Right. So that's a crazy story, too. I don't know if she told you, but um, I was so Montel Williams is a friend of mine and he brought me on his podcast. Let's be blunt. And uh, so I was going for the second time uh, in Hollywood. And so I got there a little bit early, which um, my wife will say never happens. I'm usually <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, 
never mind being early, you know, you weren't <laughs> late, which is like divine intervention in itself. <laughs> so, yep. um, so I got there and, and Montel's uh, manager, you know, and so I was just standing up against the wall being really quiet. And that's where I didn't know who Tracy was. I had no idea because the CBD world it without Montel, I wouldn't know anything. Right. And he's so brilliant with his information. Half the time, it's like way over my head. So, um, I just figured I knew they were talking about CBD and I, and this little girl here, which ended up being Sophie and then da 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 da. And then I started hearing introduce yourself or tell her what you do, which I wasn't compelled to do because I like respecting Montel's situation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whoever this woman is, <laughs> although she sounded brilliant, right, on the subject. And so I just stood there and I kept hearing, tell her what you do. And then Tracy went and almost walked right by me and she looked over at me and smiled and I smiled back and she stopped and said, hey, I'm Tracy. What, you know, who are you? And I said, Bobby. And she's like, are you in the industry? And I said, no. And she's like, well, what do you do? And I said, I'm a medical intuitive. And she was like, her head flung back. And she was like, oh, my God, I've been looking for, you know. And so she was like, please, you know, I know you don't have time to talk to me, but please, you know, let's let's connect because I want you to help my daughter. And so within like, I think it was that as that was a Thursday. So on Sunday, I did my first um, session. And it actually ended up being with her, not Sophie, because that's mm-hmm. just what happened. It was not our agenda. And I ended up doing a session with her. And then I started working with Sophie. And I've done this. And to um, clarify clarify for anyone listening, Sophie was diagnosed with a brain tumor when oh, she yeah, was sorry. eight months old, right? No, no, you're fine. And so just so that anybody listening knows she's um, been battling brain cancer her entire life. And so her mom, Tracy, has like gone on this quest of healing yeah. and is now super, super, um, I would say almost specialist level on cannabis. Yeah. She is on cannabis yeah. and brain health, gut health, killer cells. Like, I mean, she is super well-spoken and she's on the podcast too. But, um, so anyway, this is why I think she was so drawn to you because it's, it's really led her on a quite her own intuitively guided path. So I knew she right. spoke your language when she met you. So just a little tidbit there. Okay. You can right. keep going. Tell us right, what happened there sure. with Tracy. So, yeah. So, so, and they did it. Yeah. At eight and a half months, she was diagnosed with brain cancer. And then two, almost two years ago, Sophie lost her eyesight, mm-hmm. um, from all the treatments and, and stuff like that. And so, you know, that's where Sophie was at the time when we met. And, um, so we began working together and Tracy and I, cause Tracy one day said not so long ago, like three weeks ago, Hey, do you think that, you know, you could see CBD or THC in Sophie's body if mm-hmm. I gave her a dose while you were doing a session? Of course, I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I, let's see. Yeah. And, and so, Sophie's seven, by the way, seven, for those yeah. listening, seven years old. And brilliant, you know, <laughs> brilliant kid. And so I just I said, let's see. So then when we, we did that, she gave her a dose of actually THCA first and then we did the video um of it and what it the and that because I can feel in my own body uh you know emotion pain sensations all these things and so I felt this whole thing happen in my own body and behind my sinuses which was what was happening in Sophie's body and yeah I mean it is 
so there's another te- spirit teaching. Well, and then I started talking to the plant itself. Wow. How, how was that? I mean, crazy. So yeah, we're doing, um, so that was, um, the third session and, and it, it just, it's not that like the plant started telling me how it, it prefers to work and then it really, needs, yeah, it's crazy. Can you, can you share any of that? I'm super curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anxiety is a big deal. So I, the most profound, um, well, two things are, even though science says, you know, CBD works for this specifically mm-hmm. and THCA. And I know there's, I'm learning there's way more than just the two things, but at least these two things that even if we want to give the medicine for one reason, whether it's brain cancer or, you know, that the CBD or the THC, you know, the plant medicine, because it's energy, plant is an energy and we are energy bodies. So when we put, when we take an energy into our energy body, etheric body, the, the plant can intuit where it's needed the most because wow. it's also a brilliant yeah. being, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we, we can't know that. Like we don't know that because we can't see really, you know, see it. And so there, it, there's, it's thought to be this and this and this scientifically, but what the plant is saying is that, no, I mean, I'll go douse that for a second, but then I'm going to go do what I know. I, what I know is a priority. Wow. This makes total sense to me. Yeah. Like, thank you for sharing that. Cause like, okay, if you want to take an example of just the human body, if you fast long enough in the human body, like we're talking a multiple day fast, but you'll start to produ- produce stem cells. And what's fascinating about that research is that the body will produce the stem cells where they are needed. So let's like, say you have like a knee makes injury, sense. it will localize the stem cell growth to the area where it's needed. So our bodies also do this as well. Yeah. And so it makes total sense that plant intelligence, which I a hundred percent believe in. That's what I'm like, tell me girl. I don't care. I don't care yeah. what anybody thinks. Like, I believe <laughs> in this stuff because I know for me, like in ayahuasca, for example, that mm. resonates as truth for me because, um, I had this like lingering, um, shoulder injury, which actually was kind of caused by a bit of a, like a trauma sort of involving a, a past relationship. And, yeah. and I like, just no matter what, I could not get that thing healed, but it was so far from my thought process when I was doing ayahuasca. It's just like, sometimes yeah. it would spur up if I did pull ups, but it's not like something I thought about very often. Right. Right. And when I was in ayahuasca, I could feel something like inside my shoulder. I mean, this was my shoulder was the furthest thing from my mind. You know, I'm like thinking all about all sorts of other stuff and I could feel it moving around in my shoulder. And I very much heard an intuitive voice that said, when you get home, go get your shoulder fixed. Like nobody's going to do it for you. Like go, Mm -hmm. go take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, but I felt it working in there and I, I did get it worked on the day I, the day after I got home. And since then, you know, I credit my chiropractor. I'm like, wow, he is amazing. But I don't know if the plants also did it or if it was a combo. I just felt like now I don't have that shoulder, shoulder injury anymore after that in one session. And so I do believe that the plants can do this. I've experienced it myself. Yeah. Well, and so to explain a little bit, that's a great example to, ex- and a great example of how energy plant energy works with art. So we don't, this is just a vehicle, our human, mm-hmm. our physical mm-hmm. body. And so that trauma, for instance, in your shoulder, 
also, it has to come through your etheric energy body first before it hits your physical, right? And so this is what we don't, what, what we're starting to understand. I understand clearly because that's what I do. But, but our physical body is just a hologram of mm-hmm. our etheric body, literally. I mean, you know, Einstein, is the, the, there's tests, you can cut a leaf in half and, and they're able to see, well, the, you know, it's just like phantom, your phantom mm-hmm. arm, because the mm-hmm. energy body, mm-hmm. you, you, you might not have the physical part of your arm, but the, but the energy body still has its same mm. outline mm-hmm. you know, that you can't cut that off. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which travels with your soul too, you know? So in your shoulder, for instance, or anyone else I work with, you, just simply treating the physical Mm-hmm. trauma of it does nothing to remove the like emotional trauma of the experience mm-hmm. or or just the physical trauma of it it came mm-hmm. boo, 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 through your etheric body and that's what we need to start and we don't need to do anything but it'd be useful to start understanding look you know illnesses are density in the etheric body that have been sitting in there stagnant for such a long time, childhood traumas or abuse or you name it. I mean, anything. And because we can't see it yet, we don't do anything about it because we don't understand that there's something wrong. And the first sign of that there's something wrong is when we have an illness or an injury. But, you know, if, if, if there's trauma sitting in the etheric body, for your whole life, right? And then, it, then uh, you know, anxiety and PTSD creates this environment where there's stagnation, nothing's flowing. And wherever that stagnation becomes density, and then it's there long enough, that that density simply duplicates into the physical body. And that's why you know, like it or not, why, and it is the truth, that's why we can go cut things out of organs. We can cut organs out, but no one's doing anything about what's in the energy body, which just means that density will simply duplicate around it or somewhere else because it's there. And until we start clearing by A, healing, emotional wounds, for instance, self-care, is huge breathing, pulling light in because we're light bodies. Mm-hmm. We have to start understanding and grasping that that's just the truth, you know, right. and simple breathing and self care and, you know, walking and moving mm-hmm. our, you know, and loving ourselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like loving ourselves because we're here to heal. We're, we are here in a body to heal. We agreed to do it. And that's the other thing that is so cool about witnessing in my sessions with people because I'm witness to it too. I'm just the vessel, right? So I'm listening and hearing, watching all these things. We agree in front of God before we come in and take a body and guides and angels and everyone else. We agree to a life purpose. We're not like handed a thing that we don't want, a ticket with a purpose on the lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We agree to it and then we also agree to heal wounds. Be- and the and the mechanism for doing that is because we we transcend. We vibrate higher. Our energy body 
when we heal these wounds that relieve us of this density and this stagnation, A, we're keeping our agreement, which is huge. Mm. B, when we do that, we vibrate higher, which heals everybody, Mm -hmm. right? And then our soul transcends. That's the whole, it's not the whole point, but it's a big reason for being in a body on the planet. And if you're in a body on the planet, you have healing to do. It doesn't matter who you are. That's why you're here. And so also the really cool thing about that then is like I'm adopted, for instance, right? So one thing that helped me over just forgive and be so grateful is that I know my soul is a badass, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very strong. So I mm-hmm. went up there and I agreed to the life purpose, which mm-hmm. I'm standing in. So I kept my agreement there and I continue to, but I also signed up for a lot of wounds. Like I filled my basket with stuff. So I, I said, okay, well, I want to heal the wound of abandonment, for instance. So a soul who was not my birth mother yet on the other side says, well, in order to be in service to your soul's transcendence, I will abandon you. Mm. To be in service to you and what you're saying you want to heal, I mm. will I will do I will come in and I will do that and I will experience mm. my own wounds because of it. It's not mm-hmm. fun to do. Nope. So it was for me, right? Wow. Yeah. And so then so how can I be upset about that? I'm right. like, wow, thank you. Thank you. Gratitude. Right. Gratitude. And then I know you know, from there is like every single thing I've ever experienced, what I understand now is like, oh my God, it's all been for this. Yeah, exactly. It's all been for what's happened. (laughs) It makes you want to cry, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Because A, I made it, right? I made it. And when we can, and what I just, you know, is like, what I just love about my work is like extending a hand and like telling other people, you got this. Mm-hmm. I promise. Like, I mm-hmm. promise. Like, all you're doing is keeping your agreements. Like, you're mm-hmm. such a, you're, you're so strong. You chose this stuff mm-hmm. and that's hard. I know that's really hard for people to hear, but mm-hmm. it's so empowering. It is. I think when you tap into the divinity inside of yourself and you see all the hardships you've gone through and how they really did happen for you, you can then see that, you know, I have friends like that where I truly, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm like, I see that you are going through your dark night right now and you have to, you have to, but you please Mm -hmm. know that it's because you are a powerhouse. Like you just, we all have to go through those things as part of our mission. But I see that in you. I see what you're going through. Like, don't you dare, don't you dare give up. Yeah. 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 So it's beautiful right. to come out on the other side of something so difficult and realize that it all happened for you, that it was all a blessing, that it's yeah. all like it couldn't have been any other way in order for you to fulfill your unique mission on the earth. And I really, truly, 100% believe that we all have that. I know so many incredible, amazing people, and it doesn't have to be your profession. It doesn't have to be like us. Like you no. don't have to be a health coach or a medical intuitive. You could just, it could just be being, being compassionate. A, exactly. <laughs> or being be that person. Compassionate. Right. Who smiles at people. You're that yeah. person or just being a really good dad or like whatever it is like we all have different unique 
like unique divine gifts that if we really look at all the trajectory of our life, it's like, would you be that great of a dad if you hadn't gone through that, 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 and that mm-hmm. though? So mm-hmm. gratitude for all of it, you know? So, um, I have one last question for you. Yeah. What about somebody who's listening and let's say maybe they're like, they don't feel like they have access to someone like you. Although I know that you work with people remotely, I'm assuming, or oh, do you yeah. have no, okay. I do Skype, zoom phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's say if they, for some reason they can't work with you or anyone else, let's, what would they, what would you recommend they start with in order to begin tapping into this, um, healing their etheric bodies? Where, where could they start on their own? Um, I think we, we touched on this a little bit when we first started talking, which is really where it all starts in it and it and it's a journey towards self-love anyway because that's where everything starts from right and like Mm -hmm. compassion for ourselves and Mm -hmm. compassion for all the things that we're ashamed of right because when we're wounded Mm -hmm. which we all are we do things we're not that proud of right yeah and so starting in this compassionate place always say when people are parents, especially, or anyone who everyone's got nieces, nephews, whatever, like, would you allow, um, anyone to talk to your child like that? Right. You know, would you, uh, would you listen to anybody saying such hateful, shaming things? And, and it's, and I, I remind myself of this all the time, you know, and I'll put my hands on my heart, but also there's that as basic, but literally, back to what I said, which is nobody knows the wounds you signed up for or the purpose other than mm-hmm. God, your guides, and now any loved ones on the other side who astoundingly just want to be in service, no matter who they were mm-hmm. on the, in, in their bodies, no matter wh- how wounded and what things they did or didn't participate in that may have wounded you or were wonderful, they were also just keeping their agreements but they want to step forward and support you so call on them if you can forgive and say because all they want to do is be in service so I just my first thing for anybody is to just just say go straight to source make yourself a little altar that means something to you Mm -hmm. light a Mm -hmm. candle for yourself Mm. light a candle for the bad beautiful for some hard stuff yeah. In a special place in your home that's comfortable and loving and just start saying, God, help me. God, guide me. Hey, peeps, what did <laughs> I sign up for? What Love do it. I need to heal? Yeah. Please lead me straight into it. And when I'm in the middle of it, hold my hand. Because wow. it's so hard, right? Yeah. It is hard. It is. It is. But if, but if you can go in every day in life and, and through hard things and just say, I hope you guys got this, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm scared mm-hmm. or this hurts, you know, yeah. right now I'm experiencing through Tracy, so many parents who have kids with cancer in hospitals, you know, asking me to come and stuff like that, but like start talking to God and start ask, you know, just get, just connect and ask, please hang on to me. Wow. And, so and it well happens. Said. 
It does. And it, you're, you're actually reminding me of my own journey of when I started to do that. And I did, I created an altar is where I meditated every morning. I had my little crystals and my little salt lamp. And I yeah. was like, I like being in this space. This feels good. So I will come here every morning. And I, and I started asking. And as I began on that journey, I will, I will make a plug for, um, for intuitives and people who can be a little bit more enhanced in their connection to the other side, just purely from practice and allowing and your spiritual gifts. And I was on that path and things were really starting to go well for me. You know, like within a few months, I was making more than double on my own professionally than I had been making working for someone before that. So it was like, mm -hmm. okay, this is like, I'm, I, the universe is saying, yes, the universe is assisting me. Like I know this is the work I'm doing meant to do. I'm being taken care of. I feel so aligned. And, lit and uh, you know, was, I swear sometimes intuitives find me. <laughs> so that's yeah. what it's like a gift, you know. And um, I went to go get my teeth whitened. And the lady, she happened to, I was renting a basement apartment at the time because I, I call it my launch pad, right? It was when I was like restarting my whole life. And I was yeah. like, I have to live in a basement apartment. I'm such a loser <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, nope, this is my launch pad. This is where I'm building. I'm springboarding out of this place. And actually, this place is really beautiful. And there's chickens in the backyard. Come on now. It's not that bad. Right. <laughs> this is amazing, actually. What a gift. Um, but anyway, she had lived upstairs. And I went to get my teeth whitened. And she said, hey, I don't even know if you believe in this kind of stuff. But um, I am an energy worker. And um, your guides have been coming through like crazy for me lately. So like, yeah. I've just got some messages for you if you know, and I'm sure it's because like, energetically, we were living close by I didn't yeah. know her at all. I just went, saw her in passing a little bit. Um, and so she gave me so many messages that just brought me to tears. It was just like, there's no freaking way that you could have known that kind of yeah. stuff. And, um, and just one thing she told me that really stuck with me is she was like, Tara, you're really building right now and you could use some support, you know, like you could use some support. And I think as you go on Hard that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as you go on that journey, you're asking, you're being guided and you're stepping out into the unknown and you're healing and you're doing your work. And you know, you know, when you're doing that stuff, you get to a place where you're like, I'm, I've been doing some good work. I'm yeah. in a different place than I used to be, yeah. but it is so nice to have some support. So like if yep. people wanted your support, would they just go to, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be salesy, but if people wanted to get your support, yep. would they go to ethericmedicine.com? Is that the best way to find you? Uh, yep. E-T-H-E-R-I-C medicine.com and I wanted to say thank you for that but I wanted to say around support and and when we were talking about being in service and you don't have to be a healer or an intuitive I always say you know I hear people talking to my wife oh my god what's it like being with you know mm -hmm. da, 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 da. and I like to say you know my wife for me is at the same level of service that I am every single day because without her I wouldn't have been able to branch out and go take, listen to God, to guidance and to spirit, go do a clinic, go mm -hmm. over to quit real estate. I hung mm -hmm. up, I was able to hang up my real estate license and listen to the guidance mm -hmm. because I had the support. Mm -hmm. So she's mm -hmm. like, she's not a healer, but she's, she holds the space mm -hmm. for me every single day and so mm -hmm. she's not trying to be she's not doing any of those things because she's already doing exactly what is intended you know and so right you know that's maybe saying to anyone else right even if you're go support an intuitive like go hold <laughs> the space you yeah. don't have to be 
a healer in order to help other people heal because it's a huge support to have people support you. Right. Absolutely. So you can do your work. Yeah. That's, that's so beautifully put. Bobby, thank you so much. I know this has been such hard. I was just like transfixed the entire time. I was feeling, I was feeling (laughs) the the energy for sure. I was like, this is so beautiful. So thank you for coming on and sharing your message. Thank you. It's fun. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inside Out Health Podcast. I hope this episode served as inspiration and something that you needed to hear in your life. If you have a friend or family member that you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And also please subscribe. I have so many more amazing guests coming. I have just been so gifted and honored to meet so many incredible health professionals in my career. And I cannot wait to share their messages with you guys. So please subscribe. And if you could be so kind as to rate my show, I would really appreciate it. Um, This podcast is honestly an intuitive call to me to help spread goodness to the world. And so if you guys can help me do that, I would really appreciate it. Um, If you want more info on this guest, pop over to my website, check out my podcast section, and you can get links to everything we talked about in the show um, and find out more about this guest and where you can go from here. Um, Make sure you're also following me on Instagram. Uh, that is my most active platform. You can find me at Coach Tara Garrison. You can also find me on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Everything is Coach Tara Garrison across the board. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to send me a message, guys, and let me know other guests or other topics you want to hear on the show, please let me know. I am here to serve you. So um, would love to hear from you. Would love your feedback on the show. And if you share any of these episodes, please tag me on social media. It's Coach Tara Garrison.